Well, it's uh, the day after Christmas, and we're going to get a nice, easy message. Whoa, I'm shrinking. Not. We're not getting an easy message. Uh, if that's what you're looking for, you, there you go. There's the door. Because, you know, it, it's, the, it's a new year, and it's time for us to uh, step into our greatness. I mean, I've talked to a lot of pastors recently. They're all getting the same message about it's time for the body of Christ to stand up and be the salt and the light. And so there's more and more teachings about how to do this. And because we all want to know how to do it. How do I capture each thought and hold up the glory of God? How do I do this stuff they, they, they're telling me to do? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, we're going to talk about um, what goes on maybe chemically in your body and be a nerd about it. And uh, I hope you don't uh, <laughs> hope you don't kick me off for being a nerd, but that's what I am. And uh, I just want you to understand that there is a way to get to the place we want to get. And we're going to do an activation at the end as well. So we're going to actually do something because we know that 10% of knowledge is received when you just sit there and listen like most people do during church. 15% is received when you take notes. And 80% is received when you actually apply it, when you do it. So we're going to actually do it so that we can actually know that there's something we can do. A lot of it, you're going to have programs playing in your mind that say, well, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. That's hard. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, living this world is a little uncomfortable because we got to keep growing and keep growing and keep growing. If we don't keep growing, we're going to keep getting the same stuff we always got. So what we're trying to do is start to walk and learn how to talk and walk like the Son of God, that the works that we do will be greater than the works that he did. Is that right? So it's just the word I'm talking but we're tired of playing church and it's time to start being the church and standing in that authority, okay? So, let me just start with, dear Father God, we thank and we praise you for today. We thank you that you're here, you're speaking through me. We thank you that anything that's not of you and not of the word is washed away in the precious blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, I'm gonna have to raise this chair up a little bit. Here, I'm going to scoot it to the side. Yeah, you know how to do that? Oh, man. His attitude is so great. Be positive. I'm too heavy. I've got a gravity spike right here. So, uh, you know, we're talking, we've been talking a lot about vision. You know, we've all been talking about vision, 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 vision. But, you know, if you have some stinking thinking, if you're addicted to negative thoughts, what kind of, vi you can have this amazing vision, but how are you going to achieve the steps it takes to get to that vision? So what we're going to talk about is how do we actually overcome this negative thinking in our life that we're all addicted to in one way or another? Because that's what society breeds in us. I mean, all you got to do is watch CNN or something. You can see what they're trying to get you to believe. Is, uh, am I losing this periodically? Am I right? Okay. So let's start with a story. Now, the story is of the scorpion and the frog, or Pastor Ben tells it, of the turtle. So what we're going to talk about is the scorpion and the frog and the real meaning for it. Now, there's a, a scorpion and a frog on the side of a lake, and it, it, the water's getting higher and higher. And so the frog's going to swim over to the other side. And the scorpion says, hey, will you take me over to the other side? Because I can't swim. And uh, 
the frog says, I'm not taking you over the other side. You'll sting me and I'll die. He goes, well, if I sting you, we're both going to drown. And if we both drown, we both lose. And the frog thinks about it and goes, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So what does he do? He says, yeah, get on my back. We'll go. So they go halfway across. The frog feels this terrible pain in his neck. He goes, what in the heck? He goes, you stung me. Why? He goes, it's in my nature. You see, you, we do <laughs> what we do even though it may not benefit us. And we do it over and over and over and over again. And we wonder, why do we keep doing that thing when the results keep being negative? So in his nature was the fact that he was going to sting this thing, and he had a victim mentality. See, a victim mentality is a mentality, and I'm getting rid of this thing. A victim mentality is a mentality where you have your circumstances control you. So... You know, bad stuff happens, so circumstances are now going to control my emotions. Right? Well, everybody would say, oh, yeah, I, I see that. Oh, that happened. I can see why you're so upset, why you're so angry. But a victor mentality is one in which you control your emotions regardless of your circumstances. Now, if you know <laughs> that you create your reality based on the thoughts and emotions in your life, you might want to take more responsibility for the emotions you're feeling. And we'll talk about that a little bit. Because one's a victim mentality and one's a victor mentality. We know that a Christian should have a victor mentality because Psalms 71.7 says, A thousand shall fall to my, my left and ten thousand to my right, but it shall not come near me. Why? Because he's not looking at the circumstances. It doesn't matter. He's maintaining his peace, joy, and love regardless of the circumstances. And that's our responsibility is to maintain this place of peace, joy, and love regardless of what everything looks like out there, regardless of what's trying to get us. People like me, though, unfortunately, get great value in fighting a battle. And if you get great value fighting a battle, you're going to end up seeing more battles in your life because you attract them, because you get value from it. So we have to learn how to get our value from him in relationship with him, not in the battles that we fight. Does that make sense? Okay. I didn't lose anybody yet? Okay. Let's start. Now we're going to start. All right. Am I on? Yeah. Well, it says green. What do I got to do, buddy? There we go. Why am I not seeing what I want in my life? That's a great question for everybody, right? Why don't I see the things I want? How come I don't see the things I really want in my life? Well, I guess you're going to have to push the button because it sure ain't working here. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Galatians 4.1 says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, different nothing from a servant, though he be heir of all. This is us. We are heir of all. We're the boss. We're in charge. All power, dominion, and authority has been given to us. But if we don't believe it, if we don't see it, then we get no more than the servant gets. Does that make sense? So I guess we're going to have to change our attitude about things because we're getting exactly what we expect to get. 
And Pastor um, Ben will fix all this next week and be much sweeter. But the problem here is that we have a victim mentality. We think we're a child. We think stuff happens to us. We forgot that we happen to stuff. And because of that, we get what the world gets. We are, we are, our thoughts, our emotions keep us in bondage. How many times have we thought about a thing and we think about it and we relive that circumstance over and over and over and over again? And as we relive that circumstance over and over and over again, we recreate those emotions over and over and over again. And when we recreate those emotions over and over again, we recreate the chemical that's released from those emotions. And when we recreate the chemical that's released from those emotions, we're going to keep seeing the things in our life that we keep seeing because we're doing it to us. So we're living our entire life in something that happened yesterday. So our yesterday becomes our tomorrow. Does that make sense? Am I relating to anybody here? All right. Let's keep going. Why does the Bible say, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ? Why does it say that? I don't know. Is there something? Because the word knows this. Thoughts become things. Thoughts can make you sick. And can thoughts heal you then? You see, if thoughts become things, if we know what we think and we focus on become in our life, because we know that we have the power to create, it's called a saw, to bring the unseen into the seen, that's our job. God created all things seen and unseen. That's, he did that and he did it from nothing, it's called barah. Our job is to bring the unseen that he laid up for us to the, to the scene. That's called a saw. That's our job. Thoughts become things. Thoughts can make you sick. Anybody ever heard of cortisol? Okay, so cortisol is not a good thing in your body, right? Cortisol can lead to, and I'll tell you what it can lead to. Oh, wow. Awesome. Who is that young man with the shaved face and the haircut? He looks good. Women? No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, emotions produced from cortisol, and let me get to it real quick. Anger, aggression, hurt, hostility, hatred, prejudice, judgment, fear, anxiety, hopelessness, depression, guilt, shame. All these things produce cortisol in our body. You know, sometimes even things like anger we think empower us. It's the most disempowering thing we can do is feel anger. If we feel anger, we're creating cortisol. If we're creating cortisol, here's what it gives us. High blood pressure, heart disease, bone loss, diabetes, uh, obesity, depression. Uh, what else? Sleeplessness, death. Not a good thing. But we're focused so much nowadays on avoiding everything and being in fear that it might happen to us that the only thing we're producing in our body is cortisol over and over and over again. Do you see how you end up doing it to yourself? I'm in fear. Fear, lack, and worry create this cortisol drug, this cortisol 
drug creates death or dis-ease. That's why they call it dis-ease. You're not at ease, so you create disease in your life. Does that make sense? All right. Next, okay. Are you just doing it yourself there, bud? Joel? Okay, good. God knows we create based on thoughts, and he wants us in peace. So it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. So if you want, if you want to obtain godly things, you can't create from a place of fear. When you get to a place of fear, all you're going to do is bring more things that bring fear into your life. When you create from a place of fear, all you're going to bring into your life is more things that bring you fear. When you create from a place of joy, peace, and love, then you bring into your life more things that bring you joy, peace, and love. Okay, so all you have to know is I'm in fear right now, okay? But I'm the boss of me, so I choose not to be in fear. I choose to focus on these things. And as soon as you change your focus, you change your emotion, you're the boss of you, you start creating from a place of joy, peace, and love, all of a sudden, now you can bring into your life things that bring you joy, peace, and love. Does that make sense? Any questions? This is church. I know I'm not supposed to say that, but it messes everybody up. Go to the next one. If you can allow new thoughts by capturing your old thoughts, we know this. We, we think 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day and 90% of them are the same as yesterday. Wow. So 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, 90% of the same as yesterday. So all we're doing is creating our tomorrow as a yesterday. Because we keep thinking the same thoughts over and over. And of those 90% of thoughts, 90 to 95% of those are not self-serving. We're creating stuff in our life we don't want. Why would we do that? Well, we're going to talk about that. Because if we allowed new information into our life, because we can't receive new information if we stay in that same place, resonating in the same fear, lack, and worry, there's no information we can receive. Because we're not even looking for that information that brings us peace, joy, and love. We're looking at that information that brings us more fear, lack, and worry. Oh, I'm going to go find it. I'm going to go listen to CNN for an hour. I'm going to make sure I'm afraid. I want to make sure that I can do everything possible that I can make sure that me and mine are safe. <laughs> feel so good about it. <laughs> right? So new information, though, creates new thoughts. New thoughts, new choices. New choices, new behaviors. New behaviors, new experience. New experience, new emotions. New emotions, more new thoughts. And now you're changing your future by just being the boss of you and saying, no, I will not put, use that emotion in my life. Fear or lack or anxiety is just a signpost saying, hey, Warning, warning, you're, you're in this place right now, and you're creating things you don't want in your life. Oh, what a great notice. And I see it. So what do I got to do? Get me into a place of peace, joy, and love, not allow me to stay in a place of fear, lack, and worry. Well, you know what? I deserve to be upset. 
okay. Keep bringing that mess into your life. And you know what's amazing is that everything will make sure that your O is right. So if you want to get offended, keep getting offended. Here it comes some more. Because you know what? You expect it. I knew it. I just knew that was going to happen. Yep, you did it. Good job. Way to go. Well done. So if you don't want that in your life, take over these thoughts and emotions and be the boss of them. Change your focus. We have the ability. Or we can keep living in this world as meat people, keep making the same meat people decisions based on our five senses, and we're going to keep seeing the same things we've seen in our life over and over and over again. Or we can take it to a higher level and go to a spiritual level and start creating things that give joy, love, healing in our life. We have that ability just based on capturing our thoughts and what we focus on. That make sense? Okay. Don't hate me. That's one. Okay. Empowering. You will only accept or believe and surrender to thoughts equal to your present emotional condition or emotional state. Somebody can tell you how great you are and you're in a place of fear, lack, and worry, and I'm a loser. You ain't hearing it. You can't receive it. You know, just be quiet. I'm not, I'm not even listening to that. I know I stink. I know I made a mistake, and I'm just going to sit in that for a while. You can't even receive it. The answer could be right there for you in front of you, and you can't see it because you can't receive anything that's not in the emotional state that you're, you're resonating in right now. you're feeling fear, you'll only accept as truth thoughts or information that bring you more fear. If you're feeling in a state of emotion or love, you will only resonate and accept thoughts of information that bring more love. So if you can keep yourself in love, all you can see is love. Whoa. Do, 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 do. All we need is love, he said. But you see what I'm saying is that if we can do that and just resonate in this place of love, all you'll bring into your life is love and all you can see is love and all you'll join up to is love. But if we look to get offended, we're going to get offended. If we look to get upset, we're going to get upset. If we look to get messed over by someone, we're going to get messed over by someone because we expected it. And you're right. Well done. I'm just trying to say there is a, an answer. There is a choice. Next. Okay, emotional stress and fear knocks your body out of balance. We humans can turn, well, a little too. We humans can turn on stress and fear with thought. See, animals can't do this. When they have a lion coming at them and they're a deer, now their stuff kicks in because they want to stay alive. Cortisol kicks in, muscles get fire, and everything's happening, and they're running. We can do it over and over again because we can just think it. You know, this guy is just like that guy back in third grade. Well, you're 37 now, dude. Let's get over third grade. And you reignite those same, those same energy, that same emotion, you, those same thoughts, and you've just created this into your life that it's going to happen just this way again, and you did it. And you're right. Good job. You did it. Knocks your body out in the now moment and into a future, a future potential stress or a past regret. You know, 
we know this. The only place to truly find peace is now, right? We know that God's name is I am, not I was and not I will be. So if we can get to that place of this beautiful now moment lined up with I am, this is the only place we're going to find peace, joy, and love, living now. But we human beings have a tendency to live in regret of yesterday, what we didn't do right, and fear of what's coming tomorrow. Now, with that regret and fear, all we keep reproducing is more and more of this cortisol stuff. All we keep reproducing is more and more of these negative thoughts that we thought during that event that happened in the past. And our today and our tomorrow become our yesterday. And they look just the same. And we did it to us. And I keep saying we did it to us because that might sound like it stinks, but it's also very empowering. Because as soon as you know you do it to you, you can change what you do. Does that make sense? There's great power in victim. Oh, stuff just happens to me. Somebody please take care of me. I need everyone to take care of me. No, 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 no. You're the boss of you. Handle it. Think a new way. Think a different way. Take charge of your emotions. This is just the way I act, you know. Well, that's not working for you. Let's try a new way. Let's repent. Think a new way. That's what it means, right? Cortisol is released and dis-ease is inevitable. We wonder why people that are negative get sick all the time. Dis-ease. They're not at ease. This cortisol is creating negativity and I told you all the side effects it creates in the body and you end up causing disease in your own body by not staying in a place of peace, joy, and love, by allowing the energy of fear, lack, and worry to overtake you, to be your greatest focus. Afraid I'm going to miss something. I might miss it. I don't want to miss it. I'm going <gasps> to, boom, I'm sick again. And how many times do we create sickness in our life just because we need a break? You know what, I've been working so hard, and I'm too diligent, to, so, you know, I need to be sick, so boom, now I'm sick. I don't know, it just came on. Probably a 24-hour thing, and you're right. You know, just take a day off. It's easier than creating a sickness, because then you can justify it in your mind. I never miss a day, I'm never, you know, say those words, that's always good, and see what happens in your life. Let's go to the next one. Big concern, go ahead. We humans can become chemically addicted to the emotional hormones released by stress, fear, and worry. Hmm. So chemically addicted, I'm not an addict. You know, that dude that drinks, he's an addict. That guy that shoots up, he's an addict. Oh, we, we become addicted, chemically addicted, to the thoughts that we have. So how does it work? Well, receptor sites... Uh, Receptor sites are created in our cells based on the thoughts, and then in those thoughts, we create an emotion. So that thought evokes an emotion in us, some emotion, maybe typically based on past events. So I think a thought and an emotion is, is evoked in me. God, that guy looks like my father. I didn't like when my father did this. Boom, negative emotion. I think that, okay? There's that emotion. Now that emotion now releases in a hormone that links up to that emotion. 
boom, that hormone is released. That hormone now looks for receptor sites in your cell that it can key lock into. So now your cell is getting flooded with these negative hormones in your body. That's okay, but here's what happens. Now you stay in that place. The cells divide, and they divide again, and they divide again. And you're still in that place of fear, lack, and worry. And it says, you know what? You must want more receptor sites because, you know, the body knows that you're the boss of everything. You have all power, dominion, and authority. So you must like this place, so let's divide again and create more of those negative receptor sites. And let's create more of those negative receptor sites. And all of a sudden, you have all these receptor sites. And your job as the body in the flesh, this meat suit, is to create more of these um, hormones, these chemicals, to fill up those receptor sites. So you start to see these same negative things in your body over and over and over again because your body is actually addicted to the chemical from the thought that gave you that emotion. Hmm. Did we get that? That the thought evokes an emotion based on a past event that all of a sudden creates a chemical that key locks in your receptor sites, and if you stay in that place for a, a while, you're gonna get more and more and more of those receptor sites. So pretty soon, <laughs> you become chemically addicted to that place. Well, she's just a negative person. Well, you know, she's always, she's always just in judgment. She's a judge, she judges people all the time. Well, you know, very person's very afraid. They're always afraid. You know, he's an angry guy. He's just always angry. And then all of a sudden, it becomes the definition of who you are. And it becomes your destiny. Because you said the most powerful thing that you can say. I am, and whatever comes after that. Right? I am angry. So we become chemically addicted to thoughts, which then provide the emotional chemical release to our cells, uh, which have grown to need and want this chemical. It's a chemical addiction. Go ahead, next slide. And there's a picture of a cell with all these receptor sites with the little uh, chemicals key locked into the receptor sites. This is real stuff. This is not just something folklore, myth, and legend. This is how it happens in your body. I know right now many of you want to dismiss this because if I don't dismiss it, I'm going to have to do something about it. And I don't want to do something about it. I just want to dismiss it. You know, this is not church that I signed up for. You know, just give, make me, give me some pastortainment, will you, Dr. Nick? Make me laugh. And, and then when you make me laugh, I'll feel good. And I, hey, what'd you learn today? I, it was good. What was it? I don't really remember. But it was just so good. See, that time is over. Now it's time that we have to do something. You know, to be a Christian, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a job. It's a thing that we have to do because the world is crying out for the, the, all creations grown and for the manifestation of the sons of God. We're it. It's our time. We all selected to be born here on earth for this time because we were going to grow. We're going to be the light. We're going to be the salt. But it's so easy. The only person we have to change is us. Isn't that cool? I don't have to change my girlfriend. I don't have to change my wife. Matter of fact, I can't. But I can change me. And if I do change me, everything changes. 
That's the cool thing. Next one. All right. So we have an insecure thought, feeling, we start to feel insecure. Then we think insecure thoughts. Then we think and feel this way for 10 to 15 years. This feeling becomes a familiar to us. Then we say, I am an insecure person. See, the key is not having the thought. That's okay. You evoke the emotion, that's cool. How long did you stay there? How long did you stay there? Your job is to stay, get out of that place as quickly as you can. That's your job. You know what? I was in 15 minutes. I realized I was messed up. I realized, oh, wait, I'm the boss of me. I got to get quiet. I got to go somewhere and get meditated. I got to get quiet. And just so you know, the word meditation means to get familiar with. So just get familiar with what's going on here and know that you have, a, you have the power to change what's going on here. So... By saying, I am insecure, you've commanded the body the destination of insecurity. The moment you decide to repent, think a new way, your body gets upset. Look, dude, 15 years you've been in this place of insecurity. I divided all these cells and receptor sites just for you. Where's my drug? Come on, man. I mean, me and you are a team here, and you're supposed to be giving me that drug. And so the body says, man, we got to start having him focus on things that are not positive so that we can get that drug from him. So it starts to fight you. It's fighting you. It's not on your team right now. It wants that drug, okay? So it's trying to get you to focus on these other things that will give you that chemical, that evoke that emotion, that give you that chemical that your body's wanting so bad. All right? So the body gets angry. Hey, I modified my receptor sites for you to over the last 15 years. Where are those chemicals I like? The feeling to you is now uncomfortable. And this is where the people lose it, Christians. We'll just talk about us. We lose it because it's, oh, I don't feel right. It must not be of God. You know, anytime we don't want to change, that's what we said. We say that. Must not be of God. Or, God, let me, let me see what God's going to say about this. Because this is uncomfortable. Of course it is. You've been living in the world your whole life. Now it's time for us to step into the spirit realm and be the boss, be in charge. I shouldn't feel this way, it says. And we go around the mountain again and we wonder, why did I keep bringing these same things into my life again? Because we're not willing to change. And because we're not willing to change, we're going to keep bringing the same things into our life over and over and over again. But we have all power to change these things in our life but we choose not to. Not doing anything's a choice. And then we can stay in that place of victim. And like I said, there's great power in victim. Next. Emotions. Feelings and emotions are end products of past experiences, and we continue to hang on to them even though they get us sick. If we allow no new information to our lives, there will be no change in our lives. However, new thoughts, new life. But if your cup is full, you're probably not going to be able to put any more information into that cup. we got to constantly be emptying our cup so we can receive new information. Because new, the truth is the truth. It's not your truth. It's not my truth, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago. There's only one truth. But if we settle for a truth in our life, that'll become our truth, even though it's not the truth. 
And that truth may always come up short in your life. You know, I always look like I'm going to close the big deal, but right before the big deal, I, I fumble the ball. It just blows up in my face. It goes, well, that's just my, you know, that's just what happens to me. And that becomes your truth. But it's not the truth. The truth is everything my hands touch prospers. That's the truth. I can get all amens out of that. But we can't seem to put our face into these scriptures, that this is for us, that anything less than us is alive from the pit of hell, and there's got to be something that can, I can change about me that I can line up with the things he's already done for me. That makes sense? All right, keep going. So how do these emotions run me? Well, let's say you're angry and you hold it for five days. Like I said, it becomes a mood. Yeah, he's in a bad mood. Okay, but after nine months, it becomes a temperament. He's just an angry dude in temperament. After a time, it becomes a personality trait. And then finally, it becomes who you are, an angry man. I'm always angry. What a declaration it will make. Because anything that follows I am is powerful. And you're right. I'm always angry. You just said, and boom, and that's the truth. I am always angry. And we did it to ourselves because we lined up and resonated with something that's not a truth, but we made it our truth. So that's why I say a mood, five days, I right, get out of it. 15 minutes, get out of it. Because I know this in my life. When I get into a place of fear or anger, all of a sudden I keep bringing in all these things that bring anger into my life. Because you know why? All I can see is those things. Because that's where I'm resonating. All I can see is more of that and more of that and more of that. And it just edifies that place of anger that I'm at. Does that make sense? Okay. I don't, well, let's see. So let's say the person you're, you're, this is so funny. Let's say the person you're angry with dies. You will substitute this anger for another person because you have become addicted to that chemical. Well, okay, he's dead. My dad's dead. Oh, he passed away, so I can't be angry at him. But you know what? His brother. He's kind of just like that. Or, you know, that guy, my mentor, he's acting like my dad. Who the heck is he acting like my dad? And you superimpose those things onto this dude, and all of a sudden that same energy, those same emotions start to be released, and those same chemicals start to be released, and ah, I got my new guy. And you can satisfy that addiction some more with somebody new, even though the dude that started it when you're three, five years old, he's dead. You needed to be it. You needed to have it. So <laughs> neuroscience proves 50% of what we created as bringing us anger and never really even happened. You changed your thoughts. You embellished it. You've told the story so many times, and it's such a baloney story, just so it can re-edify why you were so mad. Especially if you're growing, you know, when you're growing, you have to change the story because you're growing, so you can't really be mad at that thing anymore. So you got to say, and he did another thing. Because you got to be right about this because I want that chemical. And then 50% of what you've been messing your life up over is not even a truth. It didn't really even happen. It's just what you created in your head. You had to twist it and turn it to make it so, so you could be right and hold on to that chemical. 
But with new thoughts, all this changes and you create new life. We can't create a new future living in our past addicted to those past emotions. We must learn to think greater than we feel. We must learn to think greater than we feel. That's the key. You've got to learn to think greater than you feel. I just feel like this. Okay, stop. Well, what do you, wait, what? How do I just stop? You stop by focusing on something different. Or you can be a victim and just go ahead and just feel that way. See how that works out for you in your life. See, it's so good if you're hanging with people, other people that are empowered as well, because you know what? They're going to help you. I, and I say this, help in love. Not help like, and it's a dagger in your heart. You know, unfortunately, I, I teach a lot, so people love to use my words against me. And you're right. Oh, God. That hurt. That hurt so much. Say it with compassion. I need a little compassion, too. We're all just going through it. I mean, this week, I worked so hard on doing this every day. And just realize this. It's all a process. It took a long time for you to get this way. That's okay. Now, you know you can change it. And it's going to take a bit of time to be disciplined enough to recreate these things over and over. You're just not going to do it just because, oh, well, there, that's truth. It's, it said it, but let me show you. I tried it today. It didn't work. I'm done. Uh, it doesn't work that way. It took you a long time to get here. So it's going to take some discipline to get to this new place you want to get to, and that's okay. But if we're all working together to get there, it makes it so much easier. We can help each other out going through this. Okay, so... Let me see what we got here. You know, let me let me talk about. Go ahead and take the next slide. All right, we're going to try an exercise. And I, did you go past the exercise? You went past the exercise before this one. Slide before this one. Or did he go past the exercise? No. Oh, he didn't. Okay, maybe I didn't. Exercise. Now, is this the next one or the one before? Because I wanted to go over the one before. I'm used to being in charge. You have taken my control. What a victim. And you're right. I know. I know. I get to teach this. You guys can hold me accountable. Okay, remember this. The unseen realm is, is, is more permanent than the seen realm. Now, science will say that only 4% of the universe is seen seen matter. Only 4%. 96% is unseen matter and unseen energy. 96%. But we try to make decisions based on, at max, 4% of the information. If we don't use the Holy Spirit, if we don't step into our spiritual side, if we don't understand we're not meat suits, but we're a spirit being in a meat suit, then we're going to be in trouble. The whole idea is that quantum physics says that 99.9% .9 of an atom is just energy. All this stuff is just energy. But because it's a focused thought and we believe it should be, there it is. We're so powerful. Are we creating our reality based on, at best, 4% of the information? Two ways to change one's life. Pain. I always select that one. It stinks. I mean, I wish I could be more like Pastor Ben and, you know, just learn off of other people's mistakes. Isn't that a great concept? <laughs> what a wuss. 
Let's feel that pain. Let's, let's get hit around, smacked around a bit. Let's know that it was pain and it was personal and it hurt. And you know what? This pain is finally great enough that I need to change what's in my life so I can achieve something different than I keep on getting. Whew, I got there. And, you know, and unfortunately, when you're an ex-drinker, you've got great pain ability. You can handle some pain. No pain, no gain. You know, we say all that stuff. So you can do pain, which really I don't recommend, or Conscious effort. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in all things, with prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, your requests be made known unto God. And the word thank, thanksgiving is eucharista, which means to uh, celebrate and gratitude. So the key is, imagine celebrating something that hasn't happened yet and having gratitude about receiving it. All of a sudden, you're creating your future in the now based on something that hasn't happened, but your body believes it already has happened because you're releasing those hormones of peace, joy, and love saying it did happen, and you're releasing those hormones of gratitude saying it did happen. So because everything knows you're the boss, it's going to happen. And you place a seeing it done. Go to the next slide. Exercise. So I'd like you to just, I got five minutes, so let's just take five minutes, okay? And remember, 80% of learning comes when you actually do something. Or you can get to 10% and say, I heard something great. What was it? I don't remember. But it was great. Really good stuff. Get quiet and answer these questions. This is not a magic pill. It's a process. Who do you want to be in the future? Take the time to think of who do you want to be in the future? What does that look like? What does that see? What do you see? Because we all have a future. We've all been given a destiny by God. We're predestined for greatness, the word says. Unfortunately, we've got this thing called choice, and we can choose to be great or choose not to be great. What does this guy do or this woman do? What's the daily routine look like? What, is they, what do they look like? Are they all in shape? Are they looking great? Are they working out? Are they eating right? You know, what's funny is when you start doing one thing right, you start doing another thing right, and then you start doing another thing right, and pretty soon everything changes because your focus changes on stuff you can do right that benefit you. That's how it works. You start hanging out with different people because they're doing things that are right. Like I always say, if you're hanging out with coconuts, you just might be a coconut. What do you feel like in this future self? The key is what you feel. What thoughts is this guy thinking or this girl thinking? What does that feel like in my life? Oh, wow, that feels good. Man, I don't have to worry about money at all. I'm just looking at who I can help. I'm doing that orphanage I always wanted to do. I see it happening. Oh, man, look at, oh, oh gosh, I'm so joyful. I get up every day, I'm so excited. Let yourself go there. Start to feel and evoke that emotion from inside you. You, you can't fake it. You got to really feel it. Get quiet and let yourself go there. Now, when you're there and you're feeling it, be grateful. Celebrate for the future self, which is pulling your old self to your future self in the now moment. Oh, what did he just say? 
I said, in the now moment, the only time you can create something like this is now, in this place of peace, joy, and love, in this quiet place. And then all of a sudden, you're seeing your now moment in the future, feeling those emotions of the future, feeling the gratitude of everything happening, feeling the thanksgiving you have for all this, feeling the joy, peace, and love, seeing what it looks like. And when you start to feel it, when you start to feel all this, st this stuff happening, then your, your now self starts to become your future self. And now new thoughts enter into your, into your mind. They're allowed to enter because you're not living in that same rat race negativity. Now you got new thoughts, new thoughts, new beliefs, new belief, new action, new action, new things happen in your life, which create more new thoughts. Does that make sense? So, the way I like to say it is this. Now let's begin to remember our future. Now let's begin to remember our future. If we know that this time thing, this linear thing is just made up stuff, that we're eternal beings, we're not on a linear time schedule. That God is always now, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's the same. He's always now. He's, it's always I am. And if we can start to see ourselves as that, we can understand that we can create our future. Uh, we, we can start to begin to create, remember our future. Do you like that? Remembering your future? But it takes discipline. Because the mind is going to want to keep you back in this place of what you're feeling right now. It's going to want to keep on robbing that creative power from you. It's going to want to grab you back again. It's okay. You got grabbed back. Got it. Let's do it again. Oh, wait. I was there four minutes this time. Good job. All right. Now, next day, let's do it again. Five and a half minutes. Well done. See, this is how you build it, and you become more and more and more empowered, creating your future, seeing the emotions you want to feel. And when that happens, here's what happens to your body. All of a sudden, all these new positive emotions are being created that also release chemical, like chemical such as oxytocin. Now, oxytocin is a healing chemical. It's a love chemical. And what it does is it starts to release these other chemicals that open up your heart. And your heart gets engorged with blood because all you can see, all you can feel is love. Because in that place, when you're the boss of you, and you step into this place of creating the future you want to see yourself in, not just by your cerebrally, but with your heart, then all of a sudden, all your energy is focused on this heart, and the chemicals released open up your heart. And now you are love. You're not trying to attain it. You're it. And everywhere you go, you change the environment because you showed up. That's what we got to understand. It's time for us to become the environment changers. And we do all of this thing in a place of love. And we do all this because we can create that love by creating our future self, which because we're celebrating it, it must happen. It must happen. <laughs> Any questions? 
That's all I have on this. I just wanted to let you know, I'm very passionate about it, as you can tell. And we, you can do one of two things at this point. You can say, what a great message, I forget it, and I'm not going to do any of this. Or you can take these questions and work on it at home. Because the only person that's really going to benefit is you and everybody around you. Because when you change, everything around you changes. And every person around you changes. When Joseph was blessed, everything around him was blessed. You become the blessing because you showed up. This is how important it is that we understand that we're the boss of us and we can change where we're coming from. We don't have to live in this fear, this world of fear, lack, and worry. That we can elevate ourselves to a new level and live in the kingdom place of peace, joy, and love. And we can do it and we don't have to be chemically addicted to the negative thoughts that we've been raised with. And when you do that, you've changed the future for your children. What? Oh, well, you just changed the future for them because then they don't have to be chemically addicted to that stuff. You know what? And then the genes, different genes fire in your body, and now you have a propensity to cancer. But you know what? In this environment, there is no cancer. That gene's not activated because it doesn't get activated in this new environment. You see, that's why kids usually, oh, how was your parents? Did the parent, did you have a propensity to that? Your, your, your parents and your grandparents? Well, you know what? Yeah, but I'm completely different than they are. So, no, I'm good. And my kids are good, too, because we resonated a whole different place than they resonated at. I choose not to live the life they live. I choose not to react the way they reacted. You see? And then everything changes. Different genes start firing in your body. You actually create a new human being on this planet now. And when you create a new human being, your kids, it makes them so easy for them to be that new human being. Okay? Let's pray. Dear Father God, we thank you and praise you for this message. We thank you that uh, you're in it, that you're unleashing this knowledge to us now that we know that science has become the language a lot of times of the world and even in the word of the word of science it's showing us the same thing that we have all power dominion and authority through Christ Jesus that we can choose to change our lives based on the thoughts and the intents of our heart so we now stand in that we make a commitment to ourselves and to those around us that we're going to practice these these things every day that we're going to practice getting better we're going to be diligent as if it really matters in our life because it does and more importantly because it matters how we walk in power dominion and authority and magnify you lord it's not about us it's all about you and we want to magnify you everywhere we go so we can bring peace joy and love to every circumstance and situation in jesus name